Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. 15 seconds. It is incredible. It's almost unbelievable. Is this a story of what good training can do? You have a shooter at Greenwood Park Mall, Greenwood, Indiana, coming out of a bathroom, kills three people in 15 seconds. But then you have a good Samaritan who is armed. Even though the mall says we're a gun-free zone, who would listen to such an absolutely barbaric concept? And this armed individual advancing on a shooter is able to stop him. He did kill the shooter in 15 seconds. It was the Greenwood police chief, Jim Ison, who came out yesterday to say, hey, I need to make a correction. During the press conference earlier in the week, said it was two minutes. Two minutes between the time uh, the shooter, whose name we don't use here, exited the restroom in the food court and started shooting until the time he was shot and killed. No, it wasn't two minutes. It was 15 seconds. The shooting started at 5.56 and 48 seconds. It was over at 5 minutes, 5.57.03. So the time was 5.56.48. It ended at 5.57.03. That's 15 seconds. And the Good Samaritan, Elijah Dickin, was able to neutralize the shooter with a semi-automatic weapon, a Glock, hit him with eight out of 10 shots at, I don't know the distance. I heard somebody say 40 yards. Eight out of 10 of a moving target in at 40 yards while advancing. As unbelievable. Now the people who regularly train and regularly shoot will tell you that's what good training can do. You know what it is you're looking for. You know what it is you're looking to do. You understand where your target is and you understand the situation. You can Now you can train all you want and you're never really fully prepared. But muscle memory works. And knowing how to engage grouping. Understanding how to, you know, when, 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 when you're pulling, well, is that because you're using the crux of your finger or you're actually using the pad of your finger? Because most people, they'll, they'll go in with the crux of their finger. That's not how you do it, because that'll pull. Therefore, missing your target. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. It's a pleasure to be with you guys. This story, when I heard it, I, I lost my mind. Because I asked myself, Tony, you are not as trained as other people. Not by a long shot. Could you, at, let's call it 40 yards... Eight out of 10 on a moving target? I don't think I could. I'm here to tell you, I don't think I could. I will bet you cash money that distance is something that's going to be practiced in gun ranges all across the country for the next month. This as a real world example of here's what happened and here's what he did. Could you do it? Here's how he did it. Here's some techniques, etc. I don't think I could. I am, I am clear about that. 
willing to, yes, would I have been as accurate? I don't believe so. There are some who believe that Elijah Dickens should not have shot back at all. They are continuing to move down this road of he shouldn't have had a gun there, and if he could have made things much worse. This was the view. They say that a good guy with a gun can control a bad guy with a gun. Well, we saw in Uvalde that that's not true. And you saw it in Buffalo. Yes, we saw it yeah. in Buffalo. In, but we in, saw that in, it is true in, in Indiana. It was true in Indiana. Uh, that was a lucky moment. And you know what? I feel like this. If you're a good guy with a gun, you should not object to background checks or, uh, yes. or licensing or, uh, you know, limitation on military-style weapons mm-hmm. that kill thousands at once or hundreds at once. So why can't they just pull that off? But with this Good Samaritan thing, listen, I was trained when I was at the Justice Department in firearms, and I was trained in defensive firearm training. Mm -hmm. It is very hard to hit a moving target. It is hard for people that are trained to hit a moving target. It is very lucky um, that that Good Samaritan hit that moving target in in that way. And he he had a gun permit, but he wasn't supposed to be in the mall with a gun. So he broke the law, even though he was a a, Good Samaritan. The law law of Indiana is different than the law of the mall, of Simon Malls. And I would say that takes precedence when you save a life. Well, 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 he saved a life, but... Guys, I gotta go. I, I gotta go. I'm sorry. But what if he... First, as we know from Guy Relford, his representative, uh, the uh, Elijah Dickin does indeed have in Indiana license to carry a firearm. The state of Indiana uh, now has constitutional carry. You do not need a permit of, of, of any kind. Uh, full disclosure, I have a license to carry a firearm in the state of Indiana. Uh, it is not about concealed or not concealed carry. Uh, the state of Indiana is silent on the concept of concealed. It is a license to carry a firearm. I happen to have one because I had one before constitutional carry. I also have one so I can engage in levels of reciprocity. Constitutional carry affects just the state of Indiana. You can carry a firearm. But if you wanted to bring your firearm to, let's say, Florida, you would need a licensure to have uh, that that reciprocity. That wouldn't be the case, for example, in Arizona, if I understand the, the law right, because that is also a state of constitutional carry. I believe. Please check with uh, your, your, your legal representation before listening to a radio host on that subject. My gosh, you're responsible for you. They are objecting to him having the gun in the mall. They don't look at the rule of gun-free zone and say, that's a stupid rule. That rule could have gotten a lot more people killed. Thank goodness this guy didn't listen. We should get rid of the rule. It's he broke the law by having a firearm. This disintegration of the mind is happening right in front of your eyes. You are not crazy. It is a disintegration of rational thought. Once you see that someone was able to take out, neutralize is the term I believe we use, a shooter, because they were armed, because they were trained, you realize that gun-free zones are dangerous places. And I, I get that I've had this argument with people on my social media and other places. I, I, they, to me, they will always be wrong. They can say about me what they will. They will always be wrong. And they're wrong because we've proven it. 
We discussed the fact that this good Samaritan, Elijah Dickon, was able to take out the shooter in 15 seconds. But we must, in order to understand the value of being armed and, and the Second Amendment, we must go to the other side of this. One that we cannot forget. Three people were murdered in 15 seconds. The expression is that when seconds count, police are minutes away. So how soon before police enter or confront? 30 seconds? 45 seconds? 60 seconds? Three minutes? If it's Uvalde, never? How many people are dead without Elijah Dickin there in that moment? Not listening to some regulation from Simon Mall. And just to clarify for uh, Sunday Host, and you heard one of the other hosts do a, a pretty good job of explaining it. You, you, the, the signage of gun-free zone is nothing more than recommendation. The mall could ask you to leave if you have a firearm. And then if you came back, you'd be in some level of violation. But it's not a law. And Guy Relford explains this very well, uh, his, his, his spokesperson and a Second Amendment attorney as he is. So no law was broken. But the rational mind must admit that the concept of the gun-free zone is valueless and would have led to more deaths if Elijah Dickin had listened to it. More people would be dead today. Why is that what you want? We heard this from local press in Indianapolis. We have now heard this on The View and in national press. He didn't listen to the rules. Good. Because three people were murdered, and that's three people too many. Why did you want six, nine, 12, 15? I mean, count by threes every 15 seconds. Go for it. A lot of carnage can happen in 15 seconds. A lot of opportunity exists to put an end to a problem in 15 seconds. This is where we have to focus. We must do away with the childlike nonsense of, well, we got to get rid of all the guns. Never happening. And it's the political left needs to grow up. You sound like a bunch of childlike ridiculous fools. I will call you childlike ridiculous fools. It's never going to happen. Grow up. We have to ask ourselves what is happening societally. That is leading to these attacks, leading to this violence, not only in the mass shootings, but on the streets. Or do you not give a damn when it's two black kids one at a time? If it's two black kids on the street one at a time or maybe two in a night, eh, whatever, that doesn't get any play on CNN. That doesn't get Senator Chris Murphy of Connecticut all riled up. I think it should, but it doesn't. But if it's a mass shooting, oh, you know, because three or more uh, in, in a school, in a mall, and this and that, oh, we got to pay attention. You will never get rid of all the guns, you ridiculous children. And if it sounds like I'm saying it personally or saying with a bit of intensity or, or, or I mean to be insulting, all of those things are true. 100% fact, you guys are listening to me, dang it. I told you people listen, Producer Ari. I knew it. 
I do take it personally. It's madness. I'm done with the argument. The ignorant, foolhardy, if we can be so bold, stupid argument that we're going to take all the guns. No, you're not. So stop saying it, you losers. Let's talk about something that we can do together. First, the recognition that you're not going to take any guns. You're not. The recognition that everybody in that mall was better off because Elijah Dickens was there with a firearm and he was trained. We should promote training in schools. We should also promote home ec in schools and teach people how to balance a checkbook and understand investments in schools. I mean, uh, th these are important things. This is where we should focus. Less activism, more basic skills that'll help you lead a happy life. Just, just a boy and a dream, that's all I am. Then we get into the down and dirty. What causes a 20 year old to wanna just shoot up a food court? What ca causes a 20 year old to wanna shoot up a school? What, I, I, when, I, when I was on News Nation the other day, and the, the first thing that Leland Vittert said to me is, you know, this isn't the thing you're expecting in Indianapolis. And I had to remind him, it was just a little over a year ago that we saw eight people murdered at the FedEx building. We, we, we forget so quickly. And we, and we shouldn't. Would those in the FedEx building have been better off if a co-worker had been armed? The only answer is Yes. Now, note that I'm not saying that being armed would guarantee anything, because I'm not, because I couldn't, because that would be uh, equally as stupid, if we're going to use the word for, this, for the sake of this conversation, as thinking that a gun-free zone actually saves lives. Being armed is about having the opportunity to protect and defend oneself and the ones they love and others. It's about having the opportunity, and opportunity matters. And we need to be people who support and protect the opportunity. And that opportunity is magnified with what? Training. With what? Not teaching children to be afraid of firearms, but to understand what they are and respect them. We have to change the entire thinking. And we can't rely on elected officials to do it. We have to do it. And it starts with a total dismissal of people who say we have to take the guns off the streets. They are ignorant people who are children. The guns aren't leaving. We're here. Now what? Well, Tony, to start by saying it's not possible, how can anything change? Because we've proven that the gun is not the problem. Why don't you grow up? If in the space of one food court, Someone can exist who wants to murder people and someone can exist who's carrying a firearm who wants to protect people. Clearly, it's not the gun. I've proven it. I have given you an argument that has no response other than acceptance. What's causing people to the violence? Hard conversations and ugly conversations about what exists in culture that needs to be eradicated or what is missing from culture that needs to be introduced again, reintroduced. Whether that culture is celebrity culture, whether that culture is home life, whether that culture is school, or whether it's an amalgam of the things, whether that culture is religious or a lack thereof, I don't have a good answer. Damn it, I wish I did.
I do know it's something. And maybe someone's got a better idea than me. Well, we're up for those conversations, and we want to dig into those conversations. But we're going to put an end to this ridiculousness of going after firearms or people who, uh, who train with firearms and carry firearms. Those people, they're not the enemy. They're not the problem. 15 seconds. Incredible story. I'm Tony Katz. Smoke at the Creek, people. Oh, this is going to be so good. Now, for my Indiana folk, this is easy because this is Martinsville. So, you know, I do Eat, Drink, Smoke, Cigar and Bourbon show, and it's growing like crazy, and we've got new content coming out and actual shows that we're doing. Like, it's so super cool. What, what, what this is built into is just nuts. And I was just at the Premium Cigar Association show, which is a massive trade show. Well, there's something called the Boutique Cigar Association, which I do a lot of work with. I'm huge fans of. And they do a cigar festival in Martinsville. Uh, over there at Cedar Creek, which is, it's, it's a brewery, and it's a winery, and it's a distillery. And they have their own cigars. And so they, it, it's called Smoke at the Creek. So you can go to BoutiqueCigarFestival.com, August 12th and 13th. So uh, Eat, Drink, Smoke, we'll be there. We'll be doing shows. We'll be doing video. It's going to be incredible. Because I've been asked if I'm going to do a a cigar uh, event, and I have seriously considered doing some stuff. I've been seriously considering my own cigar. I've been seriously considering doing an event, maybe maybe in, in, in Eat, Drink, Smoke Festival. You know, where I can bring everything uh, together. You know, start small and, and work your way up. But I think there are still tickets available. So there's a VIP on the Friday night. And then it's a Saturday all-day thing. And people bring lawn chairs and they're hanging out. Like, they do concerts out there and everything else. It's super cool. And they've got food trucks. So very, very cool. So, yeah, there are, there are VIP tickets. So you can go Friday and then uh, go Saturday. Or you can just do it on Saturday. I have no financial attachment to this. I, I would say otherwise. Um, but I'm, I'm a supporter. And I'm a fan. And uh, you can find them on Eventbrite. But you go to BoutiqueCigarFestival.com and come join me. It's going to be so good. So good. Can't wait for it. BoutiqueCigarFestival.com. I'll see you there. I'm Tony Katz. Unlike what the Democrats continue to believe, you cannot address inflation by increasing spending. And yet, that is what they're, they're trying to do again. And so, while they do all that, they fail to address the energy crisis. Um, they actually make it worse. They pursue uh, some uh, partisan climate initiatives. Uh, offshore oil and gas uh, activities are further restricted. Oil and gas inspection fees are increased, again, just making a situation uh, even worse. And and something that we all know has to happen if we're going to have appropriation bills. We should have learned this. We just did them in March. Uh, The pro-life protections are stripped out of this bill, out of these bills again. There are no Hyde protections. So again, as we should have learned, 
from just a few months ago. If we're going to have an agreement, this has to be a bipartisan agreement. Defense has to go up. Non-defense discretionary has to go down. Down. They have to stop their uh, their war on domestic energy. That is Representative Mario Diaz-Balart. And he is, without question, correct. You cannot fix inflation by increasing government spending, and you got you to gotta have some focus, people. You got to have a plan. You got to have a plan, or you can focus on uh, Kylie Jenner being a climate criminal. There is nothing... Look, I, I spend no time thinking about the the uh, Jenner Kardashian crew. Zero. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. It's good to be with you. 833, got Tony. 833-468-8669. The idea that Kylie Jenner is a billionaire blows my mind. The idea that you're going to try and convince me that Kylie Jenner is attractive blows my mind. I didn't say you could find her attractive. You feel free. Producer Ari hates when I talk like this. I'm it's sim- so insulting. I, she's not. The, the idea that somehow she is a poster child for beauty is beyond my comprehension. You're assigning her worth to her physical looks. That's so rude. No, she did. She did. Society did. Somehow deciding that she is beyond beautiful. How do you think this beauty brand of hers happened? It happened through a radical amount of plastic surgery because she doesn't look anything like the kid that she was, and I'm supposed to believe it's some lip gloss that makes the difference. If she likes the way she looks, who cares? I didn't say she couldn't like the way she looks. I'm certainly entitled to say, sorry, that's not beauty. I'm entitled to say it. You find it insulting. There are people who say things about me all the time. They're welcome to. Dear Lord. I didn't say she isn't a lovely person. I am saying if we're going to engage a conversation about beauty, she's not on the top of the list. She's not on the list. She's lovely. She's plain. She's basic. Since when did being basic, when did that become such a bad thing? But she's got a billion dollar, not only a billion dollar enterprise, she has a billion dollars. That's unbelievable to me. You'll notice I don't tell her she can't have the billion dollars. You you never hear me talk about that. People make what they make. People put a a, uh, a financial uh, determination to her. They thought she was worth it. God bless. Who am I to say? But the story of her being a climate criminal, this, this is epic. She posted, or I should say the celeb jets posted, the plane route that she took, private plane, and she took it from Camarillo, California, to Van Nuys. Camarillo to Van Nuys as a drive is less than an hour. She took a, she took a private plane, which was 17 minutes, right? Take off to touchdown. Now, the beauty of flying private, if you have never flown private, the beauty of flying private is that you don't wait for anything. You don't wait. You get to the airport, you get on the plane. <clears throat> Sorry, you get on the plane. I got a little choked up thinking about it. Why don't I have a private plane, bitches? 
and you're like, I'm ready to go, and then you take off. It's, nobody has to be sitting in their seat. No one's like, ma'am, you got to put your mask on. Nothing's going on with the overhead. You just go. It's, oh, it's so good. It is so good. I, I, I swear to you, I, I say it, I mean it, I would never, ever lie to you. It's, it, it's, it's somewhat sexual. Yes! 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 It's incredible. For, a 17, for 17 minutes? Well, you know, it is, uh, it, it, it is what it is. So now she's taking the hits from the people who love and adore her. Because she did this. Yeah, well. She's a child. What do you you expect? And she doesn't care. If the entirety of her social media world, if the entirety of it came crumbling down, doesn't matter. She still has the billion dollars. Just go about your life. You won. No one's going to stop you from taking the private planes. Go do your things. Go enjoy the vacations. Go live your life. And when you put out the next thing, people will be back because they've got short-term memories. But I love that they're calling her climate criminal. That's the... That's just fantastic. It feels pretty wasteful. Oh, I don't, I don't disagree that it feels pretty wasteful. This coming from a man who doesn't have a private plane. Because if I had a private plane, I would fly from here to my next-door neighbor. I mean, just because you can doesn't mean you should. Here to my next-door neighbor, just to ask if they have any great Poupon, and then I would fly back. And I would, le- I would leave the plane running. I wouldn't, even, I wouldn't even turn off the engines. I'll be back in a second, boys. Just let it run. Oh, 100%. My kingdom to be a climate criminal. Oh, what a dream. What a dream. Netflix shed about a million subscribers during the spring. What's interesting is that they felt that that was less than they were going to lose. Because they thought they were going to lose 2 million subscribers. Part of it, Stranger Things. Sorry, I don't know if you saw it or not. I don't know if if you you watched it or, or not. I'm here to tell you. Stranger Things was incredible. Stranger Things was so good that producer Ari is naming his first child 11. It's gender neutral, so sure. Like you care. Well, I don't know what kid I'm having, so now it covers all the bases. It was great. And people, they absolutely tuned in for it and feel like they got their money's worth. And so maybe now that they're going to stick around to get that final season, the final battle. I've said too much. But the the interesting thing about Netflix is that they're going to be going into a tiered system. Have you been looking at this, Producer Ari? What their what the tiered system is going to be? Yeah, it's uh you know there's a freemium model and then there's an ad based model. So you kind of have uh, you can get a cheaper version of Netflix, but you get commercials if you want to pay less. 
Oh, so that's that's it. That's the plan. Okay. So not all the shows they have are going to be in the ad tier. That I can't answer for sure. No, that that's according to People Magazine. Oh. They're, they're, they're not going to throw everything in there. But they don't have, like, the announcement of, okay, so here are the tiers, right? You pay this, you pay this, or you pay this. All they know now is they're going to do it, but it won't have everything at launch. Yeah, I mean, I don't think it's a bad idea as a business model if you're bleeding customers and bleeding money. So right now, Netflix is how much a month? Thirteen ninety nine, Something like that. So let's argue that's $14 a month. What does the number have to be per month to have you watch an ad? Ooh, that's a good question. Six? Do you have to save $8 or is it eight and you're saving $6? I... Oh boy, I don't even think it's worth it honestly, at that point. I think I just pay the eight bucks extra and get no commercials. See, the eight some the eight bucks, I think people say, wait, that's a hundred dollars a year. For a hundred bucks a year, I'll watch the commercials. For for uh six, twelve, seventy-two, eh, give, give it to me. I'm ar- I'm already halfway there. Just give me no ads. That's where I think it goes. That's how I think it plays out. That the um, there they if if it's only six bucks, I think I think people do it anyway. I think the number of people who engage the ad supported models is very small. Or uh, they go another way with it. The ad supported models three ninety nine because depending on the show, they're gonna get a bunch of ads. Stranger Things, Bridgerton. I mean, I, did you watch Umbrella Academy this season? Uh, I'm like two episodes in. It's it's fine. All right. You, when you're done, you'll let me know. Okay. You're not going to watch it? Uh, no, no. I already watched it. Because oh. I kept it for Stranger Things, so I, I, I watched the whole thing. I'm not... I, you know what? I'm going to let you watch it, and then we can talk uh, about it. That doesn't sound gets, and you're nope. not making me excited. You, no, no, no. No, you got to watch it. You can't You can't, can't listen to me. I'm going to finish it, but you've, you've not uh, perked me up. Well, first of all, clearly... You haven't been listening to the show enough because I'm perking everybody up, baby. That's what I do. Uh, Secondly, you have to watch it and and then uh, decide for yourself, and then we can talk about it. In the meantime, Representative Ocasio-Cortez got arrested. Actually, she didn't get arrested, but she she wants you to believe she got arrested because, like a child, she loves make-believe. Keep it here. I'm Tony Katz. Your social media feeds have been filled with images of Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez being arrested. Hands behind her back, and she's protesting the Supreme Court for what? Oh, who knows? But she gets arrested. But she wasn't cuffed. I don't even know if she was arrested, but she wasn't handcuffed. She's acting like she was handcuffed, but she wasn't handcuffed. As a matter of fact, if you watch the video long enough, you'll see her take her right arm and put it in the air. She's got her fist in the air because she's with the people. And then you see Ilhan Omar, the same thing, pretending to be cuffed. Arm goes in the air, fist goes in the air. Good Lord. These liars, these frauds. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. Everything we have ever said about these people as children is 100% accurate. 
everything we have said about their policies being childlike is accurate. When it comes to Representative Ocasio-Cortez, look at what she's doing. She's pretending to be cuffed. Children pretend to be handcuffed when they play cops and robbers. They pretend it all the time. This isn't the first time that she has played pretend. She plays pretend at the southern border. There she is, dressed in white, crying at the fence because of the children. But she hasn't been to the border since Joe Biden has been president, where the same rules are in play and the same children, oh, maybe different children, are in cages. Cages! No tears. So when she was crying, she was clearly engaged in make-believe because she wasn't getting what she wanted. And as we know, children who don't get what they want, they engage tantrums and they cry till they get what they want. And then they stop crying. So Representative Ocasio-Cortez plays childlike games, plays pretend, engages in make-believe, and then, like a child, when you don't agree with her about policy, well, that's just because you don't you 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 don't like women, or 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 you don't like Hispanics, or or you don't like this. I mean, you're you, she might as well just call you a poopy head. The name is different. Instead of a poopy head or a dumb dumb face, you're a racist, or you're a bigot, or you're a homophobe, or, or whatever the the name du jour is of the political left. So she cries to get her way. She plays make-believe. And then when you don't let her do what she wants, she calls you names. How much more proof do you need that Representative Ocasio-Cortez is a child? That Ilhan Omar is a child? There is a photo of her, uh, of Ocasio-Cortez and Ilhan Omar and Cori Bush and Rashida Tlaib and Ayanna Presley. All there, and they, they've got their fists up. They got the fists up. Children. This is the future. This is leadership. This isn't leadership. These are kids playing a child's game, and they got elected to Congress. I am always one who questions what their level of influence is, because when you take a look at the party... It's clear that the party lives in fear of them. But you've heard some rumblings recently uh, about people saying, ah, oh, no one's paying attention. They have outsized influence on social media and no one cares about anything else. Well, if that was the case, people like Colbert wouldn't put them on, on their show. But he does, giving them even more influence. Does anybody think that Ilhan Omar isn't going to run for uh, Senate or isn't going to run for, for president one day? Ocasio-Cortez is going to do this. Ocasio-Cortez is totally going to do this. Ilhan Omar, she might run for Senate one day. Rashida Tlaib, she might run for Senate one day. Why not? Why not? Do they need power? in the party or do they need just their base that will do anything for them to still bother the party i don't have a good answer there i i wish i did i'm still thinking about it 
but never forget that she is what she is, Representative Ocasio-Cortez and that whole squad. These are children. And everything they do is childlike. Not because I say so. Remember that. It isn't because I say so. It isn't because I have some kind of crystal ball, some kind of, you know, secret knowledge. It's because I'm paying attention, guys. I'm paying attention and seeing what they do and noticing. They're kids. They're children. They're little babies. That's all. But sometimes kids do get their way and they can be pretty annoying. That's what we're up against. Find everything at TonyCats.com. This right here is Tony Cats Today.